That's me on the podcast Sharing a song With something to say about it With Thin Lear And Niagara Moon Losing my opinion So Matt, how have you been this week? I've been good I've been good. I'm, just, I'm talking like this because I'm trying not to wake the baby. Oh, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. She seems hip to what's happening. I think so. She knows there's a party going on. Yeah, normally she's not like this. There's a lot of tossing and turning going on. It's the rough stuff. Let me just, let me shut the door. I'm shut okay. it. Okay. Shut. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, All right. I, I think we're, yeah. we're better off now. Uh, we are live. We're in the same room, as a matter of fact. <laughs> is this what live is? Because if this is what live is, then we record live every week. We're live together. Live together. Okay. Alive together. <laughs> I am in Thin Lear HQ. I'm nestled down in, in Hoboken. Mm-hmm. This is not Hoboken? The heart of Hoboken. Sure. I'm, I'm in your basement. Yeah, heart of Hoboken here in the basement. Yeah. What, what's it like uh, for us to finally meet after so long on the Zoom? Surprisingly normal. I mean, I don't feel weird about it. Do you feel weird? It seems like you feel weird about it. I think it just became weird right now in this moment. <laughs> you asked me. It was pretty normal when we first met. I mean, I've seen you now for how long? Over a year? Yeah. Yeah. year and a half. Time flies. Uh, it's a very special episode today mm-hmm. for more than one reason. Um, yeah. We're, we're finally recording in person. Thin Lear HQ. Lear HQ. This yeah. is where the magic happens. Uh, but we're also joined by a very special guest today. Yeah. She was hard to get. Uh, yeah, fully booked. A, a lot of push and pull with her agent, <laughs> a lot of weird stipulations, green M&Ms type situations. Uh, but we have here, my wife, <laughs> Emily is with us. How are you feeling about doing this? Uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about the podcast <laughs> on a weekly basis. Now, I love, love the podcast. I don't know about me being a guest in the podcast, mm-hmm. so we'll see. Okay. Well, you are in fact, yes, that's right, listening to Losing My Opinion. Mm-hmm. I am very well-fed today and, and pampered uh, indie musician <laughs> Niagara Moon, a.k.a. Thomas Irwin. I am also well-fed indie music, pampering indie musician Din Lear, a.k.a. Matt Longo. We just had some very excellent uh, New Jersey Italian food. The finest, heaviest Italian I don't know food about the Jersey. finest, but maybe the heaviest. I'm in a cheese comb over here. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. But the show must go on. show must go on. Yeah, we're, we're real professionals here talking through the cheese. We're all about that cheese. <laughs> uh, this is a podcast where we, we relish the art of the surprise. Usually each of us comes in with a segment. The other person doesn't know what to expect. But, uh, of course, today's episode is a special theme. Mm-hmm. How would you describe the theme for um, today? What, not, what are we here to do? Neither of us are the surprised. We are the surprisers today. We are the one who knock. We are surprising Emily with uh, different kinds of tunes. I mean, we each have a different goal here. Thomas, your goal, I think, is to get Emily into songs. Yes. Get her to love songs. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I come with, with good songs, songs yeah. of love. Not just like, but to love the songs. That's the hope. Because my what I'm coming in with is... Songs that I think she will hate. Oh. And not songs that she just won't like, but songs that I think she will actively <laughs> hate. 
So we're, we're looking for strong feelings today. We're not just looking for a thumbs up, you know, no. like we do on the podcast where we just, you know, say to each other, like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, well, we've already heard everything to Yeah, mostly Patrick we're just Stewart. like talking yeah. about the same shit. So we're just two encyclopedias going off on each other, but <laughs> two experts. A- Emily, uh, well, I guess I should start by asking uh, what, what kind of music. Why are listen- you married to Matt? <laughs> well, that's, we got a whole other podcast to dedicate to that, but <laughs> I got to uh, ask you what, uh, what kind of music would you say you enjoy? What, what's your, if you had to just, you know, simply kind of frame your relationship to music, what, what stuff do you enjoy? In five words or less. <laughs> That's impossible. Well, I guess I should probably clarify that I am Hispanic or Latina. I was born and raised in the Dominican Republic, moved to the States as an adult. So obviously, what I listen to has a lot to do with where I grew up uh, and the kind of music that I heard around me. So a lot of Merengue, a lot of salsa, uh, a lot of ballads in Spanish. So not a lot of <laughs> English songs, except for like what I used to watch on MTV when I was <laughs> a teenager, sure. uh, which, you know, come to realize years later is not the best stuff out there. Um, well, you know, it's debatable, right? Guns and Roses? Mm, that's debatable. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, just mostly Spanish. Sure. Honestly. That's why she married famed salsa musician, <laughs> Tin Lear. Yeah, I, the, really the only two things that I had to go off of in guessing what music I could present to you that you might really enjoy, I had uh, the factoid that you don't like early Beatles because of the lyrics, you like later Beatles. <laughs> And might you not like, be just because of the lyrics, and, but. And, you, and you like salsa music. Those are I have nothing else to go off of besides those two things. I will say though, Matt has gotten me a lot more into the Beatles, even the earlier stuff. Or maybe I just don't know what sure, the earlier sure. stuff is when he what's shows me. What's considered early? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really it's like a three to four said. year dividing line between early and mid period. Yeah, so it's like tight. It's a it's a dramatic switch, but. Uh, I had a question for you, Thin Lear, also. Are you showing songs that you still like a lot? Like you're not just showing songs that are annoying totally. Let me clarify that. So that's what made it so difficult this week. It had to be, in my mind, songs that I love, like songs I really love, that I think that she will really hate. So it couldn't just be songs like, oh, I know she'll hate this, and I also hate it. You know, so so it it, it had to be that division. So that's what made these songs, I think, pretty unique. Uh, I think there's great merit to these songs. I listen regularly to each of these songs. Do you think I'm going to like them? I know you like a few of them. There might oh. be one or two that that maybe you won't dig. But okay. yeah, I, I, and I would understand someone's reasoning and not liking any of these songs. But in particular for Emily, I, I, I yeah. have you a feeling. You especially curated this. Yeah, this is like a, a, to ruin a her curation night. from hell <laughs> that happened here. So you're, it's a good cop, bad cop situation. I'm, I'm exactly a good it. cop. I'm appeal. Yeah. I'm coming to you. And do you love the songs that you're going to show? Oh yes. So that, no, he hates yes, them. That's part of the ground rules. Everything I'm showing you, I have to be enthusiastic about. I, I have to love myself, uh, and we'll we'll see if I, Matt, you'll probably enjoy all these songs too. But we'll we'll see if it's a whole collective experience or if my sure. uh, my picks fall short. Uh, like I said, I know very little about your music taste. Uh, this is a lot of assumptions going on here, and you know what they say about people who assume they make an, an podcast. Uh, 
so I guess I'm going to kick things off here. Wait, you have something to plug. I do have something to plug. Should we save that for the end or should we do that right before the action? Don't we normally do it up top? It's too late for that now. All right, we'll We're in later. it now. No, right, I'm going to plug. Right. I'm going to plug. Right, I got, right. So you're always doing the shows. Then Lear's always getting around with his gigs. I got a gig to announce. Uh, first gig in a very long time for me since uh, before COVID, basically. But uh, Niagara Moon. Uh, we're doing Porch Fest in Somerville, Massachusetts, Saturday, May 13th. So very soon, if anybody listening here happens to be in the Boston area, Huaymin and I are performing uh, many Niagara Moon tunes on a, on a porch near you. That sounds lovely. Noon to two. Check out the link in the show notes for this episode to get the location. Very excellent. Um, I'm also playing very soon on May 11th. Thin Lear will be at the Avalon Lounge. Uh, in the Catskill. Avalon. <laughs> Avalon. Uh, I'll be covering all of Roxy Music's Avalon. You're going to rock the Catskills. That's right. I actually, I actually did that stupid joke already in like a Instagram <laughs> story. So that's already been, been done. Thin Lear at the Avalon Lounge, Catskill, New York. I don't know the address. If you're upstate, come see me. It's on May 11th. I'll be on. show starts at 7 p.m. I was playing with Sandy Bell and Two Dark Birds. Or on the bill as well, so that'll be great. Show on May 20th at Rockwood Music Hall, doing a song swap with great Texas songwriter Allie Holder. Mm. I'm not quite sure what a song swap is. I, I think we're doing songs back and forth. I imagine that's what that is, but I guess I'll find out that night. And then I have a, a great show coming up on June 6th at uh, uh, Heaven Can Wait in the East Village, uh, opening for Gringo Star. Probably the best named Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr. <laughs> Probably the be- the finest named indie band there is out there. Uh, and I'm very excited to play with those fellows. I saw them at CMJ in like 2012 or something like that. And now I'm playing with them. So that's very cool. So a bunch of opportunities to see your old pal Thin Lear if you're uh, in the New York vicinity. Wow. Busy May for us both. Uh, well, let's kick into the, the party yeah. here, shall we? So I have a song for you, Emily. <laughs> We're doing it. We're diving in. One angle I came at this from was... A right so- angle. <laughs> <laughs> rhythm. Songs with really good rhythms. Yes. Songs with great grooves. But I'm me. I have kind of peculiar tastes. So, you know, it's, it's Quote, not unquote, that- limited rhythm. <laughs> no, too much rhythm. Polyrhythms galore. Uh, I'm going to play you a very <laughs> rhythm weird Rhythm you song. can't dance to. <laughs> I think you could dance to this, but maybe that'll be one of the questions here. Could you see yourself dancing to this? How would you dance to this? I hope you don't know this song. You probably don't. You might mm. know this band, although if you didn't, that's exciting too. Are you familiar with Talking Heads? Um, not their music, just by name, I okay. think. I, maybe I am. I, I just don't know it. I would guess that you know uh, two of the songs I think that I think you've heard before, and I know you like one of them. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited to share with you one of my favorite songs from one of my absolute favorite albums. I want to show you the song Born Under Punches, The Heat Goes On from the album Remain in Light from 1980, a Talking Heads classic. Matt's got thoughts already here. Oh, no, no, no thoughts. <laughs> I love this song. I love this album. No thoughts beyond that. All right. She moving around? No, she's... We're carefully watching a baby monitor throughout this podcast. Oh yeah, should I go back? Oh yeah, we gotta go back. <laughs> We're carefully watching it. 
You could just sing it for her. You could sing all your songs for her. Oh, I I will be singing over <laughs> at least part of this. I had all these lyrics memorized by the time I was like 14. Wow. So you do love this song. Mm. So what happens if I don't like it? Then he it's a failure. And all, <laughs> it's the end of the podcast. I will get my feelings hurt a little bit, but that's part of the, uh, the great experiment here today. <laughs> I got lost in the jungle of layers. It does sound like a jungle. A little. (laughs) She didn't like that. She didn't like that song at all. How could you tell? No, that's not true. It was. uh, We're going right into the deep end here. I think that was a pretty overwhelming. Yeah, you really started with an angular tune. Jeez Louise. At the beginning. (laughs) It threw me off. Like, here's a bunch of. There was a lot going on. There was. At the beginning. So I couldn't, I don't know, I couldn't find a center. Did you start getting uh, dizzy? <laughs> no, it takes a lot for me to get dizzy. Um, but I really actually did end up liking it a lot, especially after the vocals came in, even though um, I can't say I love his vocals, but they're perfect for the song. They're as that's, wild as everything else going on. <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah, it's not like he's a conventionally amazing vocalist i mean he's just great at putting his songs across one of a kind truly yeah i threw you right into the deep end of the pool (laughs) to to get things yeah this is ambitious get things hot right off the bat i thought you're gonna you're gonna do like once in a lifetime or something this must be the place yeah initially no no, i'm going burn down the house i'm going straight for the jugular uh She does like Psycho Killer, by the way. That's a song that I've heard her sing or sometimes. Yeah, these are the the Psycho Killer guys. Um, (laughs) If you ever get the chance, I think you would enjoy, and this could be the way to get you into the band more, seeing live footage of them, the uh, Jonathan Demme-directed Stop Making Sense. What would you call that? Live live performance movie? There's nothing like it. Really well shot live show. With a lot the of energy is palpable. Insane mm. dancing. <laughs> and they do songs like what you just heard. How many members does the, the band have? 
there's four, um, but this is definitely an album where they just went crazy with overdubs and extra layers and could really... And then when they perform live, there's a bunch of extra people on stage too, so they really... Interesting. They became a big outfit And one guy in a huge suit. <laughs> yeah, the singer, David Byrne. <laughs> what year was this song released? So that was 1980, and oh. it uh, didn't do too well at the time. People were kind of turned off by it. It's their lowest uh, selling album. Uh, at least at the time. And then they, they came back in a big way with uh, Burning Down the House and all that. But mm. uh, great band, classic run of albums. And uh, if you were already not too turned off by this, I think I was I've not. Doors here. No, yeah. no, no. I actually really liked it. All right. All right. One point go. for me. <laughs> I, I mean, we're uh, keeping score. That's a tepid point, though, because the whole <laughs> yeah. thing is like she loves it or she doesn't or she hates it or she doesn't. All right, half point. We're half being point. very liberal <laughs> with this. Oh, you know what? You're right. Half point is her liking it or disliking it, but not feeling strongly. One way. I didn't other. get a love, but I got a. Yeah. I definitely got a firm like. So okay. we'll give I that really half liked point. it. I really liked it. Did you love it? I really liked it. Okay, great. So she's drawing the line. So you get a half point. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you got, bad cop? What What do we? Oh, we're gonna switch back here? and forth. Should we? Okay. Sure. You can't take the. The sweet without the bitter? That's true. So here are the things I was thinking going into this. When Emily doesn't like vocals, like it's done. Like it does not matter what's <laughs> happening in the song. True. If she doesn't like the vocals, it's... I'm the same way. Yeah. You can do whatever you want underneath those vocals. It's not going <laughs> to get you anywhere with her. Uh, so I'm picking songs today where there's really unique vocalists whom I feel she will not dig. Uh, I think the criteria is like, does she find a particular thing in the voice that is grating or irritating? And I tried to find songs that like, I know have some element of that. Mm. Like the voice itself or the delivery, maybe something that's like repetitive that's going on, like relentless that's going on. Uh, and these are all songs I love. So that was the part that was kind of challenging. So I want to start with probably a, a song that you, you, you might like or a band you might like. They, they might be up your alley. You know Hot Chip? Oh, I know a couple Hot Chip songs. They're like an indie dance band. It's kind of hard to classify them, but that's like a good catch-all. They're the late 2000s incarnate. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is like 2008 written all over it. Uh, this guy's vocals are very plaintive, like kind of kind of like mournful and also sort of straightforward. And it's a little bit incongruous with how like dancey the music is. And I think <laughs> that's what makes them work as a band where it sounds like there's this sort of plaintive voice over the top of like dance music. Isn't that the LCD sound system effect? A little yes, bit but he, but James Murphy, I think, is maybe more expressive than. He's more of a wild man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, I think it's part of the charm of this music. That's why I like it. Is like sure. the disconnect between like the sort of pl the the mournful straightforwardness of the vocals and the bounciness of the music. But I feel like you might not dig it. This song is called "One Life Stand." Us clover. Us poultry. <laughs> We got to get to the chorus too. A hookup is a one night stand. Marriage, that's a one life stand. <laughs> is that the conceit? I don't know what you're doing right now. <laughs> I don't like it. Tell me where you've been to. Nowhere that you shouldn't. I don't know. 
stuff. I like this. That's a good beat. Getting some reaction. He's really thinking about it. What? Wishes keep remaining. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you think? Did I do a good job of picking a song that I. Uh, you did. I don't know if if it was for the reason that you picked it, though, because, mm -hmm. well, or maybe it was. I I didn't hate his vocals. Okay, but this song was all over the place. I, it just <laughs> didn't make sense to me. It, it was there were too many weird things happening. Did I, you hate I, the verse and like the chorus? I I didn't like anything. I okay. mean, I. I I think I liked it when it started mm -hmm. uh, because I didn't know the different ways it was going to go. <laughs> I I don't know. After, what, 10 seconds, I was like, oh, okay, mm. no, I don't like okay. this. Did you hate it? I, yeah, oof. Mm. Come on. Uh, I'm seeing another half point come up there. <laughs> Man, we just cannot yeah, elicit. Say, because... I guess hate for me is when I when I just go like turn it off. I can't. And and to me that didn't necessarily okay. feel like All right, that's hate. That's fine. It <laughs> it is mm. hate. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. You, you we you're going to make us work and that's what we yeah. need to do. We have to work for this. All right. So half point for you. get it. Yeah, okay. I I think I liked everything about it except yeah, the vocals just didn't really fit for me, but I was I was getting into the weird synth stuff. <laughs> yeah, I like I like that the voice is so incongruous with the music. I think that's kind of their thing. I'll take uh, Panda Bear and Avi Tear. Okay, now you go to a song that Emily will likely just think is fine. Yeah, I hope you love it. <laughs> it seems like you're really doubting your choices now. Well, I just I don't know. I don't know. I'm not familiar with any music that you would love. So it's I'm I'm taking a bunch of different shots here. Again, groove was a a big factor, but you know what? Can only Could be, be so bad now. because well, I can only lose out so much because you know if you give a mouse a cookie, if you tell Niagara Moon he can pick a song to show people, one of them's going to be Japanese. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. Wait, how do you know so much about Japanese music? Well, I lived in Japan for oh. I lived in Kyoto specifically for almost that. three years. Yeah, I went to school over there and. I had a band. To be fair, I have liked some of the songs that you've played on the podcast that been have good. been Japanese. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I don't know stuff. if I'm going to love anything you play that's uh, Japanese. <laughs> my half points could beat his quarter <laughs> points. 
Yeah, we really need to be dividing this. If she's not going to love or hate anything, these half points might be too massive. But anyway, we, go we into your... Take what we get here. So there is a Japanese artist from the 70s, of course. Uh, so her name is Taeko Onuki. Oh, female. She's female, yep. She's a fantastic uh, artist from the 70s and a uh, good chunk of the 80s. I like her discography. She's, for all I know, she's still active today. But uh, she's a collaborator with many other names uh, we've heard before on this podcast. Uh, Yamashita Tatsuro. I'm sure Holson Harumi fit in there crew, at some point. Yeah, at some point, yeah. She is definitely part of that, that 70s uh, Tokyo pop click. Uh, some people would call this song and this album like an earlier example of city pop. It's st- starting to come into that that smooth, polished, uh, funky, soul-inspired sound uh, that was popular in Tokyo uh, during this period. This is a song called Kusuri o Taksan, which means lots of medicine, if you were to literally translate it. Uh, my interpretation is that she's talking to an alcoholic telling him like this is your lifestyle you're doing this and uh the things that you said you'd give up forever you're doing them again by nightfall and if you'd have that much medicine that's the end it's it's kind of this ominous lyrical framing with uh, a funky ass beat Uh, i like the (laughs) juxtaposition it's kind of like a dark toying lyrics with uh with flute and shit so i'm excited to share it and maybe you'll love it Mm. certainly uh swinging big with all the context Definitely trying your hardest here. <laughs> I, I l- this is a song that uh, moves me to tears <laughs> often. <laughs> I did really like that, I must say. How do I do, give you anti-context? This is a song <laughs> written by a guy. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to work the same way. Yeah, I, just I pictured no how mad you would be once you heard this. Yeah, was, <laughs> It made me giggle. Envisioning how angry <laughs> this would make you. I have a song next, like Loaded Up, that... I'm really excited about it. I think you're going to get that whole point, huh? I think I'm going to get that full-ass point. (laughs) All right, well. Let's see. It's going to tie with my second half point coming up in a sec here. (laughs) Yeah, really. Taiko Onuki, Kusuri Otaksan from the album Sun Shower, 1977. Let's kick it off. This is Hosano on base, so I just had to Google it to confirm. That's shocking.
beautiful, beautiful song. Ooh. I, <laughs> she said the B word. I, <laughs> yeah, but do you love it? I actually do love oh, it. Oh, love it. Wow. I do love it. That's shocking. Ding, 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 ding. It was very rhythmic, but very smooth mm-hmm. at the same time. So I really, really loved it. Wow. Actually, I loved everything right. about it. Well, shit. I mean, honestly, the only thing I would pick on, yeah. which you're going to hate me for, probably, <laughs> is her vocals. Oh, the vocals. Yeah. Not because they're bad in any way, but because they stand out from the song a little too mm. much for my liking. But still, it, it I was I love how gorgeous. small a nitpick that is. That's very <laughs> gratifying. <laughs> well, I've heard enough mixes <laughs> from, oh, yeah. from Matt. You're taking your work home with you, huh? <laughs> yeah. <Matt>? yeah. <laughs> I didn't like how punchy the snare was. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I actually really, really enjoyed that. Hell yeah. I really enjoyed that. You get a full point. Full ass point. All right. <laughs> I knew I had you hooked from the time the flutes came in. I know, right? That was beautiful. And the melodies, and uh, it was really mm-hmm. nice. Really nice. All right. Back to you. Emily, again, going back to the vocals, there's a certain kind of vocal that, that she feels is like precious and it bothers her. And I know in certain songs I've tried <laughs> to show her before, it's because like gotten under her skin. So I try to find a, an example of that of a song that I really, really love. Regina Spector. Oh. Uh, a song called Small Town Moon. Um, there's like a certain inflection here, I feel, that will get to you. But I really like Regina Spector. She's a really gifted songwriter. <laughs> I don't love that song. So that's why I didn't bring that one in. That's a surefire slam dunk, that one. But um, And I do like her vocals, but I, th- I feel I like, like you will not. Yeah, she, she's a certain flavor. Isn't she? Yeah. I, I, I don't know who that is. So <laughs> She's also influenced a lot of vocalists, I think, in a way that bothers Emily, like a certain kind of breathy mm. thing and like the, the mono accent mm. that has been adopted. Oh, interesting. But oftentimes I feel like whoever influences the the other artist is not as annoying as the <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. As the yeah, original. correct. That is, yeah. Small Town Moon, Regina Spector. Huh, the album's called What We Saw from the Cheap Seats. How do you feel about that title? That's actually pretty cool. That's pretty good. Yeah. Mm. left a thousand times but every day begins <laughs> yeah because there's a small town in my mind how can I leave without hurting everyone that made me how can I leave without hurting everyone that made me You like this? I do really like this. <laughs> it's not bad. You and I broke my camera. Cause we're gonna get real old real soon. Do you love this song? I do. I do love this song. This is a great song. 
I understand why you don't like jerky, it. But... Today we're younger than we ever I know why you don't be. like it. Uh... Woo! Woo! Today we're younger than we ever gonna be. Okay. I think we I think I got what I needed. <laughs> See, it's a good song, but she does ruin it. The thing that she you don't ruins like. it. She ruins it all because she sounds like a little girl singing or she pretends to be a little girl. I don't know. That's how I feel. Her style, her visual look is kind of tapping into that too. Oh, it is? I think, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Y'all are just talking to each it's, other. I, why? I, I love why, why would you do that? Like, <laughs> You have a voice, I use it. The way that she pronounced moon, I knew it was going to upset you. <laughs> I was just waiting for it. I feel like that was the dagger in the heart of you liking the song. And and I do agree. There's way way too many singers this day and that age have that, doing do that, that style. Yeah. yeah. Well, not not just this day and age. They, I think Forever. they've been doing it for a while. Weird affectations. Yeah, I feel like the legion of people inspired by her. I'm probably pretty turned off by. It. But like <laughs> oh, that same same. She's same. she's an, uh, an interesting specimen. Yeah. Mm. Oh, she's a really gifted songwriter, so I think it's the whole you know, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm getting a full point for that. I imagine you do. Okay, great. Do. All, right, All right, so we're, we're tied. tied up. This is going to be an exciting episode. Then we're really going to have to fight for this. <laughs> oh man! Well, if all else fails, we'll switch over to UFC style. Yes. What? Just Indian wrestle in the middle of. The- <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I have one pick that's pretty shaky. I, it's, I'm looking at it now. I'm like, what did I do here? Why did I, I, pick this? I have one that I actually am thinking, and I knew this when I picked it. She's either going to love it or hate it. Oh, so then that would give me a point. Is that how it works? All right. <laughs> yeah, we're making up the rules as we go along. No, okay, it, fine. No, it, it doesn't have to. It's like Uno. I think I'll save the batshit pick for maybe my, we'll my last year. And we'll do the closing batshit yeah. picks. Yeah. It could probably be like wild card type. Wild cards. Yeah, I got, I got a wild card at the end. But my next conventional pick... Her name's come up, you know, once or twice on the pack podcast. Podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't had time to. Thomas uh, is from Chicago. <laughs> Give me back, Pat. <laughs> we haven't had time to really celebrate this artist yet. Um, I mean, we don't typically talk about a ton of like current active artists, but uh, one of my favorites, Jenny O. Oh, interesting. Ooh, you are flying close to the sun with this. She's got a good voice. It's not. I don't think it's an offensive affectation. No, I think it's, I think she does. I just I don't know if this is going to land. I th- I think Emily will like it. Okay. Uh, so Jenny O, she's kind of folky, kind of a hippie vibe, uh, very '60s inspired alt rock uh, singer songwriter. She has an album from ten years ago now. Wow. Wow. That uh, kicks ass. The album Auto Mechanic. Uh, there's a song on there called Come Get Me. Uh, great drums. It's just a great tune all around with great energy. And I want to get me another point. So <laughs> I hope you like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
how are we feeling, folks? Hmm. <laughs> well, that's not a point for you. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I don't think I'm getting that half point. <laughs> Ooh, are you not even getting a half? Are you going to give him a half point? Are you tepid on it? Well, let's. How did you feel about the vocals? Because halfway well, through that, yeah. I'm like, oh, she used to sound a lot more quirky than she does now. It was uh, yeah different than yeah. I Emily and the I, quirky vocalist. <laughs> Forget about it. It does definitely sound more like a style than an affectation. I will say that much Ooh, about her point. vocals, but still, I like the song. I didn't love it. That's fine. Enough to give him a half point? No. <laughs> Probably not. Ooh. I'm stuck here at 1.5 now. We're three songs deep. Does a quarter point? I don't need a quarter point. We're not. <laughs> I don't need your damn quarter point. Well, because, it, you know. You I, liked it. That That's very kind of you. I, I'm curious. This has nothing to do with our theme today, but did you like that song, Thin Lair? Yeah. Cool. It's a good tune. It's a good album. Yeah, it's a record that feels like... Uh, totally out of time. Yeah, and and I think DIY, but like polished DIY. Yeah, I forget if she was already uh, connected with Jonathan Wilson at that point, the guy yeah. who produces Father John Misty. Great producer. Everybody. Has his own records and, every, and everything, yeah. yeah. But he, he gives her a really smooth sound. Are your fans going to come after me because I don't like some of these songs? <laughs> we have fans? <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, no, people only get mad. Like on TikTok, yeah. When we talk about Kiss, only people who don't actually listen to the show <laughs> get mad. Yeah, and also like the you know like a Jenny O fan is not gonna be like they'll be like whatever. Someone doesn't like the music. It's really it's it's those ubiquitous, wildly irritating artists that yeah. have fan bases <laughs> that are just like their egos are enmeshed with that of the artists. All right, bad cop tool. Oh man, so uh, oh. the song is called Stink Fist. That, that's a band called Tool. The band's called Tool. Okay. Yeah. I have not subjected you to them. This is rough stuff. I really <laughs> enjoy them because I just know it's not your it's not your jam. Um, but this song is called Stink Fist. Uh, it's not a style that Emily typically gravitates towards. But also, it's not just like I'm not just being unfair and like oh, I'm going to bring in metal or something. I'm going to play Mastodon, no. which I actually think she might actually like Mastodon. But this is not just metal. No, it's like his talk about plaintive vocals. Like Maynard's vocals are strangely melodic for the kind of music they're playing. And I think for their fans, like that's what works about the band. I think they're the kind of band that gets people like me into them who who typically don't listen to a lot of harder alternative music. Um, and I think it's because of his melodic singing. But there's that same dichotomy there that I think we heard in the Hot Chip song where it's like, strangely melodic vocals over music that typically does not have those those kinds of vocals and i think it will irritate you <laughs> um nate hates this band by the way he hates he hates their vocals yeah i don't hate them i don't hate the band but i i totally am missing out i shout out to dan barracuda he's a diehard like fan him, yeah. and we talked about him on the old podcast i couldn't couldn't click with him i know i I, d- I do not get the cult following. Really. I love Enema. They I have love. a cult following. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. They're an intensely see, devoted see, audience. See, this I is an gonna, intense. I am going to get. Yeah, people they, these people will come after you. Oh, no, no. Yeah, we will have problems. <laughs> like, we'll have to. Tool like, fans are another one. Okay, level. so I love the this song. You don't even have to play it. I love it. Yeah, the Tool fans you are You don't like get the point. Very diehard people. Uh, but I want to just say that I, I love this band. I've seen them live. 
I'm really into it. You have? Yeah, yeah. Um, they have two Stone Cold classic records and, and a few other really good albums. But uh, yeah, Lateralis and Enema, those are there's, great. There's no one um, else like them. I definitely yeah, they're I their get own that thing. they're unique for sure. And Virtuosos, uh, everybody yeah. in the band. Um, but I feel like you'd like this song more if it was just screaming or like rasp or something. But it's not that. It's like, you'll see. It's like operatic? <laughs> no, no, it's not that <laughs> crazy. But um, you'll, you'll see. You'll, you'll get what I'm saying. And maybe you'll like it. I don't know. Okay. We can talk about Tool all the time. But I, I doubt it. <laughs> all right. Stink Fist. Great name for a song. Does he sound like he's in a little box, like a little computer box? I don't know, EQ? All right. What are your feelings? Yeah, I like it, actually. Oh, you like it? Oh, I shit. do. Well, she, you don't get a point unless she loves it. <laughs> <laughs> I did you like it. You like Tool? Yeah. Wow. That's all right. wow. actually pretty great. What did you like about it? Well, I, I like the style of the music, first of all, even though... I can't say that I'm a fan of like any specific band that has a style of music, but I do enjoy it from time to time. And I think they are actually really great players. Like the music, mm. the melody sounded pretty great. His vocals at the beginning, it's not that I didn't like them, <laughs> but it's just, it, uh, it was actually lower than I expected. Mm. And it was, I agree not in tune very much with the song but as the song went by like i i really got into it very much like it Mm. works in a weird way that i got used to very quickly yeah yeah i i I would agree with you i mean i think when i first heard them i was like i'm not sure if this works or whatever but then when you i i got into his voice and then i just started to like the sound of it and the way that it meshed with right, the Right, because he has a really good voice. Mm. So I think that's part of it. And I don't know, it, it happened quickly too. 
It wasn't mm. something that took me a few songs. So I don't know if that's the same thing that happened with you, but. Uh, it took me a little while. I mean, <laughs> now I kind of want to play. I feel like there are songs that you might actually love from the, like, like this is, I, I, I do love this song, but there are songs that I love even more than this one that you might, you know, feel more strongly about. I, but, uh, I would actually like to hear them. I got a better fourth pick, I think, for something <laughs> well, you'd hate because I'm not going to give this guy right, points. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got nothing for that one. No. Okay. No, because I actually. I did think enjoy you found that. yourself a new, a new, a new uh, tool, tool fan. <laughs> we gotta, Honey, we gotta we're, go. We're going to Jones New Theater them. to see Tool the next time they come through. <laughs> okay. So that kind of flopped for you, but it did flop. I'm, but I'm it, looking I did at not the, for life. No, it didn't flop for my life. <laughs> uh, just for the the scope of this the little contest here, but I'm looking at the last pick on my list, and I'm like, who put this here? What was going on in my head? <laughs> I like the song a lot. I, I suspect you have a very soft spot for the song as well, but I don't know how this is going to translate over. Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. What is it? It's a Beatles song. No, it's not. It's not. That's that felt like cheating. No, it is. It's a John Denver song. It's the song "Rocky Mountain High." Hmm. Just going so, in a completely different direction for this last. I one. don't know. You're really you're walking that razor's edge because, you know, she Emily likes Jim Croce. You know, she likes yes. artists who are in that vein. I mean, she loves the song Operator. Yes. And, and that song, I think, has a lot of ties to what John Denver does. But sometimes when I, you know, play her the 70s stuff that I think goes too far into the mainstream, <laughs> she doesn't always dig it. So I'd, I'd be curious to see how she feels about this. This is a, a man in 1972 singing about his love for the state of Colorado. Nothing more, nothing less. <laughs> nothing hotter and more sexual than that. The Rocky Mountain High. <laughs> this is a sexually charged song. And I assume you love the song. I don't actually. Oh, okay. I don't. There, it's there's too John Evans songs for you. I, yeah, yeah. There, there is. You know, for me, with him, I, they either really like it or I just I'm not feeling it. That's that's not one of the songs that I feel strongly about from him. I like uh, what's that song? You fill up my. Fill out my census. You fill out my census. You fill out my census. How many people <laughs> living in the domicile? <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. For my last pick that I hope you love. Swinging big. I'm currently uh, weighing in at 1.5 points here. Uh, can you even win? You can only tie, right? I can only. T well, you're at 1.5. No, I got a full point. For what? Didn't I get a, I got a full You point? got a half point, a full point, and then nothing. Oh, Same so as we're me. tied. We're tied still, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. This is the sudden death <laughs> round here. That guitar just takes care of you. <laughs> Cradles you in its arms. He was born in the summer of his 27th year. Coming home to a place he'd never been before. Left yesterday behind him You might say he was born again You might say he found the key for every door When he first came to the mountains His life was far away On the road hanging by a song But the string's already broken And he doesn't really care 
and it don't last for long. It's the Colorado Rocky Mountain High. I've seen it raining fire in the sky. The shadow from the starlight is softer than a lullaby. Rocky Mountain High. Dude loves Colorado. Colorado. I've never been. He climbed mm-hmm. All right, how are we doing over there? Wow. Um, interestingly enough, hmm. it's your new favorite song. <laughs> well, this is going to be hard to describe because I love everything about the song. That sounds I, good. I can't say that I love the song. Just everything mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that happens sometimes, you know? Yeah. What, what, how, how does that happen? Scratching an itch. But um, I, his beautiful vocals, mm-hmm. beautiful vocals, the guitar, everything, the melody, um, the lyrics too. I guess if I was from Colorado, maybe I would be like, this is Fuck this, this guy drove up our property values. <laughs> I was going to say the opposite. Too much. I got priced out because of John Denver. She'd be more into it. Like if somebody wrote a song about, let's say, Waldwick, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, right. And then everybody moved to Waldwick. No. They heard the song. Everybody's got to move to Waldwick. <laughs> I really did love everything about the song. I, I can't say I love the song. I Maybe a few listens... Mm. A few more listens would get me there. Sounds like a half porn if I ever heard one. It sounds like you fell in like with it. I fell in like with it. I sure did. I oh, sure yeah. did. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm at two. <laughs> All right. You're at two. Uh, Tulsa like Alma is awake. Yeah. Yeah. Then we got to pause. Losing my opinion. Okay. So we're back. Alma did wake up. It was a worst case scenario situation where she was very awake, not just a little bit awake. She knows and, there's uh, a party yeah. going on. Yeah, I think she knows something is up. She knows we're doing something. She's not a part of it. I think so, and I think she was having nightmares about it. Oh, <laughs> what? She's, yeah, she sounded very upset for some reason. Uh, you're starting to have vivid dreams. So maybe she's dreaming about us doing this podcast without her. <laughs> uh, but look, I have one chance left to pull ahead here. Yeah, I'm at two points. You're at 1.5. Yeah, I'm at 1.5. So at the very least, I have to get Emily to dislike this song to tie. Mm. And she has to, to um, hate it in order for me to win. And I'm very scared because this is the kind of song where, well, I, you know what? I'm not going to ruin my chances. I'm just going to play the song and then I'll tell you <laughs> what my preconceptions were. But Lori Anderson, oh, Superman. Oh. <laughs> The plot thickens. <laughs> I'm swinging big here. This is a an all or nothing choice for sure. Yeah.
I don't think I've ever heard this one all the way through. <laughs> There's probably a reason for oh, it. Oh, mom and dad. <laughs> mom and dad. Hi. I'm not home right now, but if you want to leave a message, just start talking with the sound of the tone. pretty <laughs> you're holding your arms up in triumph i think i think i brought home the gold oh my god i just want to say it's from 1982 and she's mostly like an performance artist has stuff in galleries musicians second or third on the list if that helps my you're doing a, a lot of qualifying here for my strong <laughs> victory i disagree oh. with what you said because i think that that song I love that song. You love that. song? I love that song. I was kind yeah. of getting into it too. It, it, what? It, I I and I I know why you dislike it. I laughed at it initially when I was first listened to it for the same reasons. But I think if you like, the longer you listen to it, the more you kind of get into it. Yeah. And uh, I, I that song actually moves me. Like I get moved by what she's doing in it. Like maybe halfway through it, I start to get into it, and it's like what else it affects is me in the song that emotionally. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a real like Rorschach kind of test, but I, you know, I think that she's uh, talking about um, you know idols and and losing who you look up to, or maybe never having them in the first place. Um, you know, the whole thing. Oh, Superman! She's talking about mom and dad and. Yeah, she's just doing something really interesting lyrically in the song. You do, and it's relentless. The theme too. sort of ties together. Yeah, it's it's a, an artistic piece. Yeah, yeah, I, and I I really like it, and I like what she's doing with the voice. You know, she's doing stuff that, like, let's say Imogen Heap would do decades later and just later, crush yeah. it in the mainstream. Yeah, and this is looked at as performance art. So, um, yeah, but I do know <laughs> that this is again a certain kind of vocal, and is also like. Really annoying, repetitive things it is. get to her, that, that, and yes. I knew she was going <laughs> to hate that. Yeah. So her vocals are not annoying. It's that. The, yeah, and that's really the song. The relentlessness of yeah. it, like you said. I mean, it plays to the theme of the song. Not that I <laughs> heard any of the things that you've mentioned. You just heard. Yes, yes, that's where it started and ended for me. Yeah. Uh, and I guess the high. I'm not home or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kept trying to decide whether you'd like it or not. Because I think sometimes when you go weird enough with Emily, like you come back out the other side and then she loves it again. So yeah. I was thinking it might, you know, could be like like a Daniel Johnston thing. Like you love Daniel Johnston. Love that it. is oh, interesting. not a voice that is made for radio. Uh, but, you know, uh, she gets into it emotionally in the same way that I do this song. Yes. Yeah, you're right. I do have odd tastes i guess they surprised me as well sometimes so maybe this was a good experiment i don't know so you liked it or you loved it no i hated it <laughs> you hated it damn it the, done the, that song no not no, just no. A, not just a tie 
a win. Ah. And that's what it's all about here on the Losing My Opinion podcast is <laughs> winning, winning at life, winning in competition. I, and that was that was the biggest one. Like the level of hatred. Uh, I just what was the other song I you hated? I don't think I could Regina Spector's song. It. You didn't like that one. All, <laughs> all the way. Wow. It's a blowout. Yeah. Well, what did we learn today? Is that uh, you know, don't go head to head with me and and Emily hates oh, songs <laughs> contest. <laughs> well, I think most importantly, you learned uh, you can bond over Tool. That's pretty important. That is actually very important because I think there's a lot of Tool songs we can listen to. Um, she might end up regretting saying <laughs> that she wanted to hear more of that, but uh, we'll see. And I learned uh, babies don't sleep too well at night. <laughs> <laughs> this particular baby at this moment, no. Well, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, I'd sure hope you go ahead and subscribe so you never miss a future episode. Leave us a rating or a review. Uh, you can follow Losing My Opinion on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, all at Losing My Opinion. <laughs> TikTok. TikTok. And, uh, you know, Lori Anderson, well, it's it's somebody else's opinion. It's not my own, so it's hard to, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah, caught no. in a pickle here. I don't think you can really hate Oh Superman that much. It's it for what it was at the time and how it all ties together. You know, you you can't hate it. I I say. So in my mind I I haven't lost this contest. And I could be wrong now. Jeez. Real in denial over there. <laughs> but I don't think so. Uh and I'm gonna say so long, suckers. And uh we'll see you back in a separated environment. Yeah. Next nice week. and sterile next time. <laughs> but, Keeping it sterile and losing my But part. I did love the Japanese song. Yay. There you, there you go. Vindicated. So, I, silver lining. Vindicated. We want to thank Emily for joining us on yes, the podcast. Thank you very much for, thank you for having lending me. your ears. I actually did have a lot of fun. Oh, good. <laughs> no Swift completion of their appointed round.